Good morning, everybody out there. Welcome to Ask the Experts daily series from 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. to help small businesses. Please feel free to ask any questions in the comments or hashtag QBATE on Twitter. That's hashtag QBATE on Twitter. I'm Brendan Concannon. Uh, amongst my hobbies, I'm a uh, part-time musician. Um, I'm interested in uh, play tennis and do martial arts. Um, not both at the same time, I hasten to add. Uh, that would be interesting down at the Warwick Boat Club, the <laughs> Kung Fu tennis. Uh, I'm also a uh, father of three children. I've got four grandchildren who we're, we're missing big time at the moment. Um, and basically, my day job is um, MD of Christie Hydraulics and Christie Engineering Solutions. Um, I started the business about 18 years ago. Uh, myself and my wife, Gemma, who's my uh, wife and business partner, started the company. Uh, we pretty well uh, do everything together uh, as regards the business. Um, she she helps me out big time. She basically runs the uh, financial side of the business, but she can also be seen rolling her sleeves up and down in the workshop, um, helping to get uh, urgent uh, shipments out to customers. Um, and and she's very 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 well respected in the business. And uh, basically, she uh, she gets stuck in and and uh, you know makes everything happen. She's very dynamic. Um, it's a family business. I've also got my son, Christy, who's, um, who heads up uh, sales and marketing. The daughter, Katie, who's the, uh, the manager of the business. Um, and also we've got uh, my uh, son-in-law, uh, Mark, who's uh, our engineering manager. Uh, and together we, we make a really, really good team. Um, you know, we've been through a few ups and downs as a business, but generally speaking, we've had good growth uh, regardless of the climate. And uh, we've built up a business um, where we, we basically have a, a complete range of hydraulic and pneumatic equipment. Uh, we have a, a quite a weighty tone catalogue, which I'll, I'll just show you. Uh, there's approximately 1,500 pages uh, in this book. Uh, you can see the, the thickness of it. Um, now, this particular package is available. Um, you can order online uh, and you can order right up till uh, 10 p.m. in the evening and have delivery anywhere in the UK on a next day basis. Um, we've also recently, with the COVID uh, crisis, uh, we've introduced um, uh, something we've never done before. We offer a carriage-free facility to um, any companies that are placing orders um, that are related to the uh, the COVID fight. So um, you know that's another another thing that we're we're doing to try and help out the cause at the moment. Um, in addition to that, we design and build hydraulic power packs and systems. We sell hydraulic accumulators, hydraulic cylinders. So it's a complete package of hydraulic and pneumatic equipment together with a design, build and installation facility. Our engineers, um, when this uh, COVID uh, crisis first uh, came about, uh, started to get involved with um, the big push out in Worcestershire to, to make uh, ventilators. And uh, basically, our engineers looked at what was out there and decided to try and design a a system 
that was basically a simplicity of design where we would build a, a controller for an actuator, uh, which in, in the end became a sort of a complete ventilator machine. And the idea was that we would use components that were readily available off the shelf so that we could actually have a, a simple design that was cost effective and easy to build and very, very quick to bring to market to, uh, to answer the, uh, the, the crisis that we've got at the moment. So in doing so, our engineers asked me for some time to go away and design and build a prototype, which they did. We've had a lot of interest. Uh, we've put it out there to various government bodies um, who've looked at it. And we've also, on the back of that, become involved in providing other essential uh, components for ventilator manufacturers, uh, such as oxygen sensors. Uh, we've even been involved in the PPE push. Um, so it's you know it's been a real feel good factor at this time because we've been able to look at um, some of the uh, the innovation that we've had on power packs and systems and use some of that expertise uh, towards the um, the ventilator push and it's also got us connected with a lot of like minded um, individuals and, and business people um, that have also been been pushing on the same front. So um, it's, it's a real feel-good factor. Um, and at this time when, you know, everybody's on shutdown and it's so difficult for everybody, at least we know we've been able to get stuck in and, and go for the big push. We have um, Ministry of Defence customers, so we're classed as key workers. Um, we have a, a very, very good relationship with the uh, farming community. Um, on day one of the shutdown, they came to us. Um, on, on the first day, we had some very tentative um, phone calls just making sure a that we were here and b that we could offer the service that uh, that we've always offered in the past and we were able to to satisfy them on that so we had some real size of relief and, and people um, contacting us saying look you know if you guys were not able to support us at this time we, we wouldn't be able to work we wouldn't be able to produce food um, and, and we just you know we just wouldn't be able to keep our machinery going so that was also a very, very good um, feel-good factor. Um, Product-wise, um, we, we sell a product called Accumulators, which is a, basically a pressure vessel that stores energy in hydraulic systems that can be released by the flick of a switch or a valve uh, to, to give a big impact on presses. If you're looking to um, press coins or press metal or any of that type of thing, Basically, the energy is stored, it's released, and the press goes down with a bang. We sell those all over the world. Um, just to give you an example of the flexibility that we've got, we recently had um, a very famous or very well-known um, food um, uh, manufacturer, or food processor, um, and basically they contacted us on a Sunday evening, and um, about 8 o'clock they wanted four accumulators, which we shipped in from the northwest. It was a team effort, myself, my wife, uh, son, son-in-law and daughter, we were all involved. Um, we had to get the accumulators uh, down here to our um, engineering and technical centre, which we did, uh, taxied them down. We had to put a pre-charge pressure in, um, which is a requirement for most accumulators. You have to put a, a pre-charge pressure in to, to sort of blow the, the internal bladder up to a, to a prescribed standard. So that was all carried out, and um, my son actually delivered the items to Cornwall by 
4.20 a.m. the next day, ready for the 6 a.m. shift so that basically, um, you know, the uh, the customer was able to still produce. And um, that was the first time they'd contacted us. They've since opened an account and we're talking to them about providing them other uh, essential services. The other item uh, that we've got involved in related to the COVID crisis, we've uh, now become an official distributor for um, a company that makes HP generators, which is basically a machine that you can install in your facility, be it a hospital, um, be it uh, a care home, uh, a factory, any environment where you're looking to safeguard people. And basically, this machine produces hydrogen peroxide which can be used in the fight against COVID um, for sanitising work areas, um, lifts, elevators, uh, handrails, door door handles. So you you basically got your own in-house source that actually uh, gives you protection against the COVID virus. We've had a lot of interest in that at the moment, as you could imagine. Um, so basically you know it's it's a it's a complete range of hydraulic and pneumatic equipment but we've also um as a sort of response to the the crisis that we've got at the moment we've got involved in all sorts of other areas um and it's you know it's it's worked very well for us as a company and it's given us that um that sort of feel good factor and an impetus to to move forward and and keep pushing on and and trying to innovate and and find areas where we can help um, the general public so uh, basically, guys, um, I think that more or less covers it. Um, so really, uh, it's come to the point now where it's over to you, and uh, let's go for it. And uh, any anything that I I can help you guys with at the moment, you know, we've got quite a lot of experience. Don't know all the answers, and don't profess to, but we'll we'll help you as as best we possibly can. So. Um, Basically, uh, far away. Any questions that you've got, we're happy to answer. So basically, um, Neil's from Twitter DM. What an amazing thing in your, you and your company is doing. What has been the biggest challenge and how did you manage to change direction so quickly? I'm also curious to know if the ventilators go to any specific hospitals in the UK or to local places. Yeah, well, basically on that one, Niels, we've we've designed the um, the the actuator and the control side, and we're at the phase now where we're looking at the patient end. Um, other companies that have been looking at this a lot longer than us and have put a lot of resource into it have got to the point where they've not been able to satisfy the government standards because, as you can imagine, they are really quite rigorous. So basically, we're at that point now where we're reaching out to a lot of people, a lot of new contacts that we've made uh, through venturing into this. And we're now working on the, the patient end, which is the control of the oxygen and uh, pressure sensors and, and all the rest of the, of the technical um, aspect of it. And we're also reaching out to other countries where the portability and the, the fact... One of the things about our ventilator is it's been designed to work off the oxygen that's actually stored in the hospitals for the patient. So you don't actually need any electrical input or any compressed air. Um, and this is going to have great appeal to people in third world countries 
or places where they, they're not as fortunate as we are in the West and they don't have the facilities. So hopefully that's answered that one from you. Um, Chris from Twitter DM, how did you come up with this idea? It's brilliant. Well, I can't take the credit for that, I'm afraid, Chris. Um, our engineering manager, um, Mark Scott, basically, when he joined us, he was very, very experienced. He'd had 10 years doing uh, hydraulic ram repairs, uh, pump repairs, motors, came to us as a very accomplished engineer. One of the things that he was out of his comfort zone on was hydraulic power packs and systems. And uh, if you mentioned it, he'd run a country mile. And I took him to one side and said, why? And he said he, he felt out of his comfort zone. So we basically put him on intensive courses, um, you know, sometimes for two, three weeks at a time. And he basically came back after about a period of two or three years as a very accomplished hydraulic systems engineer. And the expertise that he's gained from the obviously the courses he's been on and from building and, and uh, designing quite high-end um, aerospace use power packs and systems, he actually put to he put that to very very good use in the design of the um, of the ventilator actuator. And and you know I have to sort of give him the credit for that. Um, and you know basically he just disappeared and burnt the midnight oil, and then we all got involved in support. And the reaction that we've had has been astounding, really. It's, you know, and it's a pay tribute to him as, as an engineer. And, uh, you know, it's a great source of, of satisfaction having somebody like that on the team. Okay. Uh, Alex from Twitter DM, what are the things you need to think about if you change production from what you're originally producing for a company? Do you need new insurance, et cetera? Well, basically, um, as a, a supplier to the Ministry of Defence and aerospace and um, one of our big customers is, is into geotechnical groundworks and, and uh, piling, um, we have to have um, quality management systems that are top-notch and we're, we're approved to ISO 9001 to a, a UCAS standard, which is an aero, aerospace standard. So back in the dark ages when it was um, BS 5750, um, we would be approached by big sort of cast iron blue chip companies and we'd, be, uh, we'd have reams and reams of paperwork about various aspects um, of the quality management system. And we had to sort of learn on the hoof, but we invested. Um, we've had a lot of good support from subcontract uh, companies. And uh, we're now at a position where all that is very, very basic day-to-day -day stuff and, and we're covered. Okay, uh, Jasmine from Twitter DM, what have you learned from creating ventilators and other supplies for the NHS? Well, basically, I think the, the main thing that's come out of it really is that when a crisis hits the UK, um, the cooperation between the engineering community has, has just been amazing. Um, prior to this, I think there was a lot more cloak and dagger about uh, engineering design and uh, ideas, you know. But since this has happened, I think people are looking to help each other out and, and everything is just being shared. And it, it really is an open book. So, you know, whilst we're sort of learning on the hoof and developing other people are seeing what we're doing and coming up with ideas, and we're helping other companies as well. So it's um, 
it's definitely a, a sort of a community uh, spirit that, that's driven the whole thing. Okay, um, Rosie from Facebook Messenger with so many years of running, so many years of experience running a business. What would you say are your advice for small business during tough times? Any pitfalls to avoid? Yeah, I think the main thing there, Rosie, um, you've got to really, really address your costs. Um, you need to run as lean as you possibly can. You need to look at every aspect of the business as regards cost. Um, and you really, really need to sit down and make sure that whoever's in your team, whoever makes up the team that, that helps you know to, to run your business, you need to make sure that each person is uh, channeled in the direction that, that best suits their skills so that you get the maximum productivity from any individual within the business. And you need to try and avoid things like uh, one person sort of crossing over to, into another person's job and doubling up on work um, because obviously the, the pitfalls there are, you know, you're doing things twice. So, so really, um, that's my best advice. You know, you need to. I think most companies that that have been fortunate enough to stay open because they're classed as key workers like us, we're looking at everything, and we actually hope and believe that we can trade out of this stronger from you know from basically being faced with total shutdown um, and being able to react and, and still trade. Um, you know, we, we've looked at it and, and we, we're definitely as a business going to trade out of this leaner and stronger. Okay, uh, some really good questions, actually. Um, Kenza from Facebook Messenger, for cash flow, what are the things I should cut out first? And what should be the last, th last things to keep my business surviving? I have no employees and I'm still trading a bit, but not as much as before. Well, basically, um, if you're a sole trader, I think what you need to do, um, Kenza, if, if you can um, try and focus your your energy and, and you know a high percentage of what you do should be focused on reaching out to potential customers, existing customers, um, make sure that existing customers know that you're still there um, and, and just keep reaching out to people so that as we trade through this and more people start coming back to work, you'll basically have a, a lot more um, contacts out there. Um, your networking will have paid off. You'll, you'll be in people's minds. You can obviously remind them constantly that you're there and what you can offer. And, and to me, that would be the best use of, of your resources. Okay, next one is, uh, would you recommend having a cheaper supplier abroad that I won't be able to visit often or one in the UK that will cost me more that I can visit maybe a few times per year? I was leaning towards one abroad, but with the current environment, I'm debating if it might be more secure to have in UK. I actually fully concur with, with your sentiment there. Um, I actually think that what's happened here uh, globalization is going to be looked at very seriously. Um, you know, to my mind, why have a widget made in Wuhan when you can have it made in Wolverhampton? Um, to, to me, it's it's a no-brainer. Um, and I also think that um, UK companies 
will actually go down this route and the small uh, to medium-sized businesses like ourselves, I think we're going to trade out of this stronger and I think people are going to look locally, um, which I suppose you could argue we should have been doing, but uh, I suppose that's a benefit of hindsight. But yeah, so I, I fully agree with what you're saying. I buy local every time, you know, develop good relationships with local people um that you can visit that you can see that you know that you can build up a um, trust and relationship with and i think that will stand you in good stead moving forward okay um jennifer from twitter dm i still have my job left which i'm grateful for but working from home has given me time to work on my dream to one day have my own company what are the top things you think are crucial to think about when planning your world takeover <laughs> joke aside also well done to you and your team really inspiring what you are doing okay that's absolutely fantastic um thank you very thank you very much for that uh, that question um and and basically i i really think that that sales to me is is the most important thing um if you've got orders coming in um, and you obviously you've got to keep your costs low, keep your costs as low as you possibly can. If you get to a point where you think you know you maybe need to expand into new premises or whatever, I think my advice is trade as long as you can, get as strong as you can before you expand and increase your overhead. Because when you increase your overhead, basically you're um, you know you're up against it cost wise, and you've got to increase your sales. So you need to you need to try and trade from a comfort zone where you're building up the sales and you're covering your costs and then hopefully making some profit moving forward. Okay, uh, Nicholas from Twitter DM, what's the smartest way to found a business? Ask for a loan, investment, or take my savings and go all in and build it on my own. If you've got savings, uh, Nicholas, uh, go go it alone. Um, as a as a company, we've had very very good support from um, banking uh, institutions um, such as HSBC. I have to say, we've banked with them for oh, 40, 42 or forty two years, something like that, personally, and with this business for eighteen years, and, and they've been incredibly supportive. Um, there comes a point when you're doing a, a certain level of business where you do need that that funding. Um, but if you can go it alone with your own savings, your own hard-earned savings, that would be my advice to, to go down that route first. Okay, um, Urza from Facebook uh, Messenger. How can I get into engineering? I'm thinking of retraining since furloughing all my staff. Okay, uh, Urza, basically um, what I would do is get in touch with um, your local colleges Um if you can get into a, a course and, and possibly get a, a position with an engineering-based company. Um, so go down the, um, the, the technical college route, um, evenings, you know, weekends or, um, you know, home courses, um, that kind of thing, you know, home uni university setups. Try and get some good experience and uh, knowledge and qualifications. If you can get in with an engineering company at the same time, there's a good possibility that that particular company may fund courses for you, which is another good way of doing it. 
Um, if it was me, I think I'd want to be working, uh, studying evenings and weekends, and possibly getting the company to uh, to offer some training at the same time. So, okay, lovely. So, um, Aaron from Facebook. Hi, Brendan. Have you looked at R&D for this project? Was the process simplified during these times? If so, might might it be an option for financing for other small businesses? Thanks for the inspiration. Yeah, well, basically, um, our, our research and development has been done mainly in-house. Um, as I said before, we've had a, a situation where we've developed new friends um, in, in, the, in the businesses that have been in support of other ventilator designers and manufacturers. Um, you know, I mean, we've been in touch with government bodies to try and help with um, oxygen sensors and uh, even uh, Perspex-type equipment for face masks. And uh, we've been in touch with the Royal Mint, who are producing this, uh, this type of product. So really, um, research and development, we're very, very lucky in that we've got some, you know, fantastic engineering ability within the company. Um, hydraulic power pack and system-wise, which is where we develop the expertise to get involved in the ventilators, um, at an early stage, we did use some subcontract um, designers um, and engineers that basically gave us the, the basic circuitry and the basic design. Uh, but our engineering manager then basically at, at a at a point in the project where he felt he could run with it, um, and, and to some extent he was um, he was dropped in it from a great height because the um, unfortunately the guy that was helping us at the at the time the key person uh, was was taken ill. So um, so our engineering manager sort of basically um, had to pick it up and run with it and uh, and develop things on the hoof uh, and do do a bit of um, reverse engineering, but. Um, I have to say, with a lot of burning the midnight oil and dedication, um, we, we got to the point where the customer was absolutely over the moon and the design that we gave him had got so much flexibility and so many varying pressures and flows and controllability that um, it's, um, I think it's safe to say it's, it's exceeded expectations. Uh, my engineering manager gave a lot of extras and... and um, basically put a lot of extra design and extra features in like remote control um, all at great cost <laughs> which we had some interesting conversations about but his argument was this needs to be right this needs to be um, a flagship project for Christie engineering solutions and if we get to the point where the customer is you know absolutely over the moon um and and fully satisfied um we will then get repeat business and that has has actually come to pass and we're waiting for a big uh shipping order for a, a customer that we did design and built um very very high-end power packs and systems for um and that order is basically to um kit out their new uh state-of-the-art premises um so that they can continue testing um aerospace products into the future so, uh, you know, obviously when that particular contract drops onto the carpet, um, there'll, there'll be, um, there'll be a, a big cheer and um, my engineering manager's um, a slight overspend uh, will be uh, fully vindicated. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, um, Amanda from Facebook Messenger. How has your business developed over the years since you started? When have you felt that you could upscale? Ah, that's a good question, Amanda. Um, myself and my wife were working away happily in a small barn conversion in a in a village on the outskirts of Leamington Spa. Um, when my daughter sort of rocked up to the premises and sort of said, uh, uh, "Give us a job, I can do that." Um, and we were dragged uh, kicking and screaming into the 21st century, um, expanding into new facilities with new computer systems and quality management systems and all the red tape and all the rest of it that uh, that you need to run a successful business and to be able to supply um, Ministry of Defence and aerospace and uh, you know, uh, growers and irrigation equipment uh, manufacturers, all that type of thing. Um, so really, um, we were running along quite nicely with a kind of a lifestyle business. Um, I was out doing sort of uh, several gigs a week. My wife was running a beauty business from home. Um, but my daughter had other ideas. And um, I have to say, looking back on it, it's been a fantastic experience. Um, a lot of the things that we've set out to achieve, such as setting up a power pack division, doing in-house repairs, having test facilities, um, building kits for uh, Ministry of Defence, um, all those sort of aspirations that we had several years ago, we've now ticked those boxes and uh, obviously we're moving on to... Um, to continue, you know, on to getting involved in all sorts of other technology brought about by the, um, the circumstances we, we find ourselves in. So, okay, brilliant. Uh, I have to say some really, really good questions there. Um, and I think it kind of reflects um, the, the sort of situations people find themselves in. Um, I really, really do hope that that's been very useful. Um, if anybody wants to contact uh, Christie Hydraulics at all, um, just contact us on www.christiehydraulics.co.uk. That's www.christiehydraulics.co.uk. Um, we'd be pleased to help anybody out with this uh, push towards helping the NHS or for anything that will help your business. Um, you know, say we're a family business and we're looking to help people out where we possibly can. Um, Aaron Patrick from Boffix is on at 8.30 a.m. tomorrow morning. So uh, to take any business or accounting questions. So that's uh, peculiar to accounting, which is obviously uh, quite critical at this time. So so please tune in and, and support Aaron and uh, I'm sure that he'll, he'll answer your questions. QuickBooks also offer support in their SMB community group on Facebook. Go join it to get free advice from accountants and business experts 24-7. Um, and basically, um, other than that, all I can say is thanks very much again. If you're having a tough time, just, you know, the news last night was a lot more positive. Um, you know, basically... But someday soon we'll come out of the darkness into the light and we'll all be able to get together and uh, and have socials and um, hopefully look on, look back on this as the nightmare that it's been and, and move onwards and upwards and move forward together. Okay, thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. Stay safe. Bye for now.